Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, August 4th. We are here live. We're going to open the phone lines right now. And today is a free-for-all. Anything goes today. I'll be here for the next hour or until we run out of calls. It's totally up to you. I really don't, well, I have a lot if I wanted to have a lot today, but I'd rather talk to you about what you want to talk today. So jump in right now, pick up the phone, start dialing. Don't wait till the end of the show. 855-950-3835. All right. So obviously I've been spending a lot of time talking about the economy. It is the single most important factor right now that we're dealing with, and we've never seen anything quite like this. But I have to say, I was a little shocked by one of the headlines I read this morning. Uh, Here's the headline. Consumer debt hits record $16 trillion as credit card use surges during inflation. Uh, Credit card debt rose by $100 billion over the last year. We haven't seen an increase like that in decades. See, we keep, every time we talk about the economy, we're talking about records, record everything, and records that we haven't seen in four decades or more. And in the past, when we've broke records like this, maybe it was one or two. Now it's dozens. Every economic record I can find, we're breaking records in a bad way. Let's be clear about that. Sometimes when we break records, it's a good thing. None of these are good things. These are all bad things. But what I'm a little shocked about, why this number scares me so much. Inflation is pretty recent. Now I get it. It's expensive right now. It's getting worse. But that's pretty recent. And it was only about a year and a half ago I opened a show. I remember being shocked at a different number, but it was actually good news. I was shocked that we had set a record for personal savings because we haven't done that in a long time. Savings had been going down and down and down for years. And then we set a record. And at first I thought, oh, Well, maybe this COVID thing and lockdowns and all this other stuff scared people and they're going to get more responsible with their money. That obviously didn't happen. That wasn't what was happening. If we look back, there was just money everywhere back then. Incentive checks were going out over and over and over. People were getting extra unemployment, lots of extra unemployment. If you were, that was employees, they were pretty well taken care of. If you were an independent contractor or a small business owner, self-employed, we had idle loans and PPP loans. I know owner operators who are getting fifteen or $20,000 on a PPP loan and over $100,000 on idle loans. We had a moratorium on rent for a long time. People did not have to pay rent. What the hell ever happened with that anyway? Is, is somebody, I may go look that up. Is somebody going back to see what happened? What happened to all the landlords that didn't get paid all that time? What happened to all the COVID money that was supposed to be there to pay those landlords? Last time I checked, it was still sitting there. So did 
what are the statistics? Did landlords lose a lot of properties? Were a lot of these properties snatched up by these hedge funds and investment groups, which is killing our real estate market? So look at what government intervention can do. It can destroy our economy. And that's what this administration is doing. They are destroying our economy at every step. I just don't get it. So now we have people in huge debt already, and we're just starting into the bad times. And we've had a decade of good times. We've had a decade of really a lot of money everywhere. What have I been saying for several years now? Pay down debt, save cash. And here we are, most people in the country are in the opposite place after all of these good years. Look at what happened in trucking. My God, wages almost doubled. But that's the problem. Giving people more money doesn't solve money problems ever, ever. And it doesn't matter how much you give them. Because people will say, well, you got to give us more. It just wasn't enough. It doesn't matter how much you give them. Go look up stories of people who have won lotteries. Millions and millions of dollars gone in unbelievably short amounts of time and nothing but destruction left in the wake. Giving people more money if they don't know how to manage the money they already have never works no matter how much money you give them. But when, you, when, when the government takes money from one group and gives it to another group, that's even worse. And that's what's been going on. That's what got us to this point, and it's a mess. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I really don't. I, you know, we're in for at least a couple of years of bad times. But on top of that, This administration is trying to spend more right now. They're trying to spend hundreds of billions of dollars more of our money. Governments don't have any money. They're trying to spend more of our money. Obviously, people don't have enough money as it is. You can't keep spending what we don't have. That idea that governments can just keep printing money and will never have a downturn in the economy again isn't working. If it was an experiment, it looks like it's about to fail horribly because I, this is not sustainable. But yet right now, right now, the Congress is really close to passing another spending bill of hundreds of billions of dollars. That. The only people in the country, I think, that might be able to have an impact on this is anybody represented by Kirsten Cinema. Manchin has already signed off. This is his bill. This is the Schumer Manchin bill. Manchin went from, oh, hell no, I'm not going to let this government spend any more money to, oh, yeah, let's spend a couple hundred billion more. I, I, I didn't see that coming. I thought we were safe on this bill because I thought Manchin would never go for it, but it's his bill now. They, it, Kirsten Cinema is the only unknown right now, I think. There is not a single Republican that's going to sign off on this. So there's nothing 
if you're a Republican or a libertarian, nothing you can do. No point in putting pressure on your representatives. They've already said they're not going to sign this. This is a Democratic bill. That's it. And they have the numbers if everybody can show up. They have to physically be there for the vote. And that, that could be the issue. We have people that are, can't go because of COVID. That, that may save us. But Kirsten Cinema has not said anything about this bill yet. She may be the one that could stop this. So if you are represented by her caller, writer, emailer, flood them with calls. This bill sucks. They call it the Inflation Reduction Act, but yet the CBO, a government agency, came out and said, clearly they ran the numbers. This is a government agency. They ran the numbers and said, inflation will get worse under this bill for the first three to four years. And then the savings are supposed to start to kick in. Well, there's two problems with that. Even if it's true that the the reduction in inflation happens in three or four years, even if that's true, it's too late. It's way too late. You're going to take people that are buried in credit card debt right now and struggling. Inflation keeps going up and you're going to pass a spending bill that makes inflation go up more for a couple of years. Unbelievable. And the Democrats are going to pass this, it looks like. I, I know I, I've been asking this for, you know, since Biden took office. I still have not heard from a single Democrat. And I don't want to argue. I don't want to debate. I won't call you names or, you know, say you're an idiot. None of that. I just want a Democrat, somebody who voted Democrat, to call me and say, I like what the Democrat Party is doing and here's why. I, want to, I just want to hear somebody say that. I don't think it's going to happen. 70 plus percent of the Democrats don't want Biden to run again. But what is your answer? If it's not Biden, who? What about Congress? They're a big part of this. this everything we're going through right now gets laid right at the feet of the Democrats. They control everything. As Republicans, we, not much we can do. Except sit back and, and yell and scream and try to get somebody's attention. I wonder how many people know that this Inflation Reduction Act allocates like, uh, I think it was $2 billion. Get this, $2 billion to hire 87,000 IRS agents. How does that reduce inflation? How in any way possible does that reduce inflation? It doesn't. Why is it in a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act? Why do we need to hire 87,000 new IRS agents? Because they're going to go audit people and try to collect more taxes. That's the only reason you would do this. So now you're going to take people who are already struggling, already hurting. They've got more debt than they've ever had in their life. This tax, this bill raises taxes, by the way. You're going to raise taxes on them and corporations. And corporations don't pay taxes. 
As soon as you raise taxes on corporations, they raise their price. How does that help inflation? Corporations are not going to say, oh, yeah, we need to pay more tax. We'll just cut our profits. No, they won't. They can't. Taxes always get paid by the consumer. Always. All business taxes get paid by the consumer. So when they say, oh, we're not going to tax the consumers, we're going to tax the corporations. When are we going to smarten up? We're going to raise taxes on people. We're going to raise inflation with this bill. And then we're going to use $2 billion of your dollars to hire more IRS agents to come harass and audit you to get more money out of you. Why aren't we screaming about this bill? Almost nobody's talking about it. This is a horrible, horrible idea. Giving people more money just buys votes. That's all this does. It just keeps buying votes and it just keeps burying us all in more debt. The country's in debt. It's so out of control. Now consumers are in debt. And let's talk about something else why this is such a bad idea. Consumers have all this debt and the more spending the government does, the worse inflation is going to get. And that means the Fed has to raise interest rates to try to slow it down. People have record amounts of debt and you're going to raise interest rates. And most of this debt is on credit cards, which the rate will go up. That's not a fixed rate. Many people are on adjustable rate mortgages. They're going to get screwed. This debt is going to bury us. And they're trying to spend more, which creates more debt for everybody and creates higher taxes. Uh, And they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. What a joke. All right. Calls are starting to come in. I asked for them. You answered. So we're going to find out what's on your mind today. We're going to get started in Oregon. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Morning, Mr. Rutherford. What's on your mind today? Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I fell down the side of a mountain about 20 feet and uh, tweaked my knee. Um, and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bother me most of the time, but when I get uh, about a mile and a half of hiking up and down terrain, um, then it starts to hurt really bad. And uh, the problem with that is that archery season is coming up at the end of the, at the end of the month, and I'm trying to get this fixed so I can. Got it. Travel through the mountains and get some good quality meat. Uh, so I just want to get some uh, suggestions on how to speed the recovery up. So tell me about your diet first. Well, I've been following you for about five years. Um, I'll eat the five things on your list. Um, okay, good. Um, doing the Albert Ring Rye, the beef coagulants. Good. So when did you injure this? How long has it been? About two weeks. Okay, so here's here's what we're going to hope. And there are some things we can do to speed this up. When people eat the standard American diet, we get injuries like this. You probably know people who once they injure something, that becomes a problem for the rest of their life. 
They always have pain in it. Right. Eventually, you know, they get a joint replacement or, or whatever. That's common now. Well, that's not how the human body should work. It's not that we could ever be completely pain-free or injury-free. If we injure ourselves, though, there should be pain. That That's part of the inflammation and the healing process. And at some point, it should go away because our body's healthy enough to heal itself. Well, under standard American diet, it doesn't. We're totally inflamed all the time. So when you do have these injuries, they can just linger forever. When people eat a clean diet, and, and my hand was a great example, when you know I crushed several bones in my hand, it hurt, hurt bad. Couldn't use it for a long time. It's, it's, I can't say it's completely healed because I crushed so many bones. I don't have correct movement in my first two fingers, but there's no pain. There's no swelling. There's no injury there anymore. It feels fine. Never bothers me. Um, I busted my hip uh, when I was young in my early 20s on both sides, separated on one side. They said, you will have arthritis and, and pain in those joints the rest of your life. And at some point, you'll probably need a hip replacement. Bullshit. I, I, and I did suffer with pain in my hips for a couple of decades after I did it. But immediately upon cleaning up my diet, that hip pain is gone. It's been gone. It almost never comes back. Uh, every now and then, if I really work it hard or overwork something, I'll get a little bit of pain in there for a day or two, and then it's gone. Uh, and I don't ever plan on getting a hip replacement. So the good news is I think you're going to heal from this pretty well. Um, We've, I know you've, you've wanted to heal faster, so you kind of, you know, double down on omega-3s and try to minimize omega-6 uh, even more. You're probably doing a pretty good job of that already, but if you're eating a lot of nuts and seeds, you might want to back off some of those. If you're eating seafood, you want to eat more. If you're not eating seafood, you want to start adding it. I'm not a big believer in omega-3 supplementation. We have some omega-3 supplements in our store. They're about as good as you can make them. I, they just don't work as good as food. So that, that's, a, that's a big one that's going to start healing this. Um, Art, do you have uh, an infrared sauna blanket? I don't. You might want to get one. That I can't think of anything else we could do that would speed up the healing more than that. What, what about uh, the red light therapies? Would that help any? Um, the red light therapies are more topical. So that, you know, they do a lot of good things, there's no doubt. And some red light therapy increases like cellular activity in a good way. So it, it could potentially speed up some healing. The deep, the far infrared, though, which is what the blankets are, that's what really gets down deep and, and heals. So if you had the ability to do both red light and infrared, um, I would absolutely do that. But if we can only do one, then the infra and, and your cheapest option is our sauna blanket. I mean, there are other sauna blankets on the market, but they're all about $500. Uh, and that's your cheapest option for far infrared. You know, if you buy a home infrared sauna, they're three or 4,000. Uh, the tunnels and the tents that I'm experimenting with now, they're 1,500 to 2,000. Um, so the blanket is still the least expensive way to get this healing. Okay. The, the other thing you can do, um, we have a product in our store called Intenzyme Forte. It's a digestive supplement, actually. And 
We right. also know, though, that it's a really powerful anti-inflammatory if you take it in large doses. So normally for digestion, we might take two or three of them, sometimes only one. For short-term pain and inflammation, we might take 12 of them twice a day, morning and night, and that will actually take care of the inflammation and pain short-term. And there's no downside to it. It's not a drug. There's no real side effects. It's just nutrients. You have to, I got to remind people though, when you do the 12 for pain and inflammation, you have to take it on an empty stomach because if you take it with food, then it acts as a digestive aid and it's gone. So we have to make sure we take it on an empty stomach and then it becomes an anti-inflammatory. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. I'll uh, definitely double down on the seafood. I absolutely love it. So uh, that's no problem there. And I'll look into some of the infrared options I have available to me. I I think if um, if we want to speed up the healing, that's probably going to be your best bet. All right. Well, thank you for your time, sir. That's all I got for you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Michigan. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, I thought this was uh, interesting. I was talking with a driver a couple of days ago. He's been battling pancreas issues for a while now, severe uh, in and out of the hospital. And so I just talked to him a couple of days ago since he's been out this last time. And he said the doctors have decided that his pancreas is too damaged. So they're going to take it out, but then they're going to put insulin cells into his liver So his liver, I guess, will start making the insulin, and they're not sure if he'll be a diabetic when he gets out of the procedure until they know what his insulin levels are at. So I said, so you're going to start having to babysit your insulin for life now. I said, what did the doctors tell you about your diet? What should you or should you not be eating? He goes, the only thing they said is eat low fat. I said, they didn't say nothing about sugar, (laughs) weed, drink. I said, they didn't say nothing about sugars, wheat, grains, none oh of that. He goes, God. they said absolutely nothing. The doctors told me to eat low fat. Unbelievable. Was, that's what they're battling. And, and, and not only is that not, I don't even know how to say this. Not only is it not the correct advice, it's worse than it even sounds. Because if you eat low fat, what do you have to eat high you have to eat something. Sugar and carbs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Most people almost never change the amount of protein they eat unless they go from being, you know, um, a meat eater to a vegetarian or they go on a carnivore diet. Right. But other than those two things, most people, their protein consumption almost never changes. Their fat consumption's all over the board because they want to eat it. We all want to eat it. We crave it for lots of reasons, but we keep being told not to eat it. So that number's all over the board. But if you stop eating fat, you're going to eat more carbs. I mean, that's what they did to us 50 years ago. And that's why they're killing us now. When they said, stop eating fat, we got to eat something. So we all ate carbs. We're still doing it. 
Now, yeah. this, this whole thing about, you know, putting um, beta cells in and, and reviving the pancreas, I, I, I guess it's exciting. Um, it could help a lot of people. But how many of our medical breakthroughs turn out to do more damage in the long run than good? Even when they look like they should be really amazing, ultimately, we just keep going farther and farther down this path of, well, let's talk about one thing. If this guy were to decide, and I don't know his case, I I have a feeling there's probably something that could be done here and diet would have a big impact and he would have some control over his life. If they take out his pancreas, he will be dependent on the medical community for the rest of his life. Yeah, once they take that pancreas out, it's over. And then the try to get the liver to do something it's not intended to do i can't imagine that's gonna that's bizarre that's bizarre and i guess it's we, in we Cincinnati, know ohio i mean we're, we're calling insulin the master hormone that's powerful it can cause all kinds of damage or it can help keep us healthy but when somebody says we're going to do this crazy thing and we don't know how it's going to come out <laughs> really? Maybe you better go back and test it then, and not on me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The you know, like last, my wife and I have been on your program for the past I don't know three and a half years or so. We each have lost a hundred pounds, and uh, we, we're staying really healthy. We're up and down ten pounds. We can fluctuate. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we went we went out to Outback Outback Steakhouse last night, and my wife got an extremely healthy meal. Um, uh, not ribeye, but uh, filet mignon, lobster tail, and uh, some, uh, I don't know, some other green, geez, I can't think of uh, what it was. But anyways, <laughs> an extremely healthy meal. But we didn't tell them don't bring the bread. Oh, yeah. So next thing, next thing we see is we, the loaf of bread was there. So we're like, you know what? We just put our glucose meters back on. We, we wear them off and on. Yeah. And uh, we just put them back on a couple of days ago. So we're like, this is, I want to see what that bread does all by itself. It jumped her sugar up a good 20 points, just the bread. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, yeah. there was nothing else in that meal that would have done that. Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm sure she had plenty of butter with that lobster tail. Man, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, it was, a, it was actually a good meal, but... But, you know, just to hear the doctors say nothing about sugar, wheat, or grains, and it's all about insulin. Yeah, yeah. They they don't make any. <laughs> I feel money. bad for they, them. But. They don't make any money off food. Why would they talk about it or recommend it? Yeah, exactly. Instead, they're going to put do this to him, and then he'll be making uh, you know paying them for life. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I just, I don't, I, I don't understand this. We're going to do a radical medical procedure on you, but we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I'd... So at some point, man, do your research and uh, we got to own up uh, ourselves, you know, on, on what we're going to do. Yep. That is it. All right. All right. Thanks Sorry, for the man. call. Great stuff. Unbelievable. I, I, you know, I should stop being shocked, but I, I guess I can't. I'm just always shocked at how ignorant we are, really. Let's go to West Virginia. Steve, welcome to the program. Morning, Kevin. I've uh, got three little things for you this morning. Uh, first thing, uh, get, get out of the way. The first month of 
testing on the fuel additive uh, is inconclusive. Uh, I saw the post I, I put up, but I was point one better on uh, fuel gas for the 30 days. I was point one down on the if the miles and, and gallons. But both of those are affected by how much takes 30 days ago or the start and finish of the month. So, you know, 1.1. That's going to vary that much anyhow. Right. Uh, I have right. moved it up to uh, I moved it up to for August to two ounces for twenty five gallons, and we're going to do that. Then I'll I'll okay. go back to one, or I'll go back to zero afterwards. We'll get a, See what a baseline again. I had yeah. I had yeah I had two months mine before, and uh, mine's pretty consistent. You know, my route's pretty regular. <laughs> Anytime I call you on Thursdays from West Virginia, yeah, yeah, that's right. Home, but uh, so yeah, so uh, so that you know that part that that one uh the next thing is uh and i'm hoping to get him on call in and get on your show is uh tom up at uh, uh electricatu.com uh spent him the other day and i've already scheduled this truck for october the third to get his system put in and i'm gonna put it in all three um and uh, so and i'm and, and dad, dad got his truck back so he's out of one of mine now and so he's going to get it put in his right after I do uh, that week because uh, he has a Pittsburgh power visit that, that week, too. So he's going to do that and just go over and get his electric AP. It's a, uh, it, it is everything. I've been trying to put that together myself. But you can't do the controllers. You no, can't do the – you can't yeah, you can't do the, the, the remote. You know, you back up to a dock, you push your, put your finger up there, cut your truck off, hit the button, and the AC comes on, and you stay nice and cool, even stop some while. Yeah, I just sit with the window. <laughs> yeah, right. So right. it's the convenience, and and I'm getting ready to put drivers in these trucks. So the driver's got to have a solution. You can't expect him not to idle like I don't. Idle. Correct. So correct. My, in my in my case, and it's a very cost effective. It really is. I was shocked at that price. I really was. That's a, that's yeah. an excellent price, in my opinion, for everything you're getting there. And, you know, I know there's still this thought out there that at some point I'm going to run out of juice on that system. I, I know, and you will. There's no doubt about it. And I know that freaks people out. They're oh, like, yeah, there's, oh, there's oh, a point. Yeah. I, I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to run out of juice at some point. So what? Idle your truck then. Yeah, about, it's yeah, not well, that big of a deal. I'm not going to well, I'm not going to sit in one twenty hours. That's about the uh, in my lane. Twenty hours is is done on. Oh, they're, on, they're uh, what one hundred fifty amp batteries? Four the, of them. This thing uh, has a twenty you know, hour runtime. Twenty hour in time in. Wow! But now, if you're in Laredo, it's, it's 10, 10 to twenty. Yeah, that's still impressive. So, yes, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's one hundred fifty amp, four hundred fifty amp batteries. All right, the, the, here's here's what it is. It's the mini split. Uh, it's above your second bump. They have nine registers that point in different directions. So it's going to throw air in every area of your truck, all right, from high. So that, you know, cold air drops. So that, that I like. I like that idea because most of them have that one register across that you can go left or right or up or down just a little, you know. But this nine circular uh, registers that go different directions out of the unit. Nice. It has the uh, sensor on the out- outside. It has, in, when you go down, you have two controllers in your side box on the back wall, and they, they, they're the brains of it. They keep all, they keep all of your juice, you know, you know cutting off, cutting off your, because uh, they are daisy 
thing with your four batteries that you have. I will get four these batteries these and put it under my seat. Uh, but and then it will, but it will leave you enough juice to start your truck if if, if you were to go 20, 30 hours. If you were if you go a certain point, it's going to cut it off so you can cut your truck. That's, um, and so that that's one thing. So, uh, but but yeah, everything's I mean, I could see, you know, not a weekly show, but I could almost see doing a monthly show with somebody like that because as we move to these systems, which we're clearly doing, we're always going to have questions. I try to do as much reading as I can, but if we have somebody who's this is what they do in and out every single day, that would be a big help. It, it would, it would, and, and uh, like I say, he's, he's very, very good. And I've got a third uh, a third thing here for you, and this one it might be right up your alley. Well, him this morning, talked to him quite a bit about you and tribe. Uh, he was I actually heard it on landline yesterday. Um, I've been wondering for years why these trucks are riding around out here, and there's no advertising. On them. And this is a guy, it's a startup. Oh, hey, hey, Steve, 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 I'm going to yep. stop you right there. Yep. Okay. Because I don't need to hear the story. Unless he's got some new wild idea I've never heard of before. But I will tell you, the first time I talked about this was probably 25 years ago. I know. 
I've talked about it a lot. Here's talking about it. There is there is a clear reason why this isn't going to work. It's been tried many times by companies that had lots of resources, and if they could have pulled it off, two two big reasons. One, companies are afraid to put their advertisement on the side of a trailer and have that truck run somebody off the road. Most of us, I well, yeah, think, yeah, we think about have, think about how that. most yeah. motorists look at truck drivers. It's we're not. This isn't 1950 anymore. They're not the kings of the roads, and they're not the the you know cowboys and. It, People hate truck drivers anymore. I mean, even oh, even uh, going through COVID when they were the heroes because they kept work, that that's faded already. People do nothing but bitch yeah. about trucks and truck drivers. They're always in the way. They're a problem. So as a business owner, I don't want my message on the side of that trailer. That just associates me yeah. with something people don't like. That's a big problem. But let's say that that isn't a problem. Let's set that aside. Here's the other one that I I can't believe that people that understand advertising don't get this. There is one thing you have to do with advertising. One huge thing. Uh It has to be very repetitive. Think about radio commercials, TV commercials, magazine ads. You see the same thing over and over and over and over and over till you're sick of it. Now, how a trailer, if I see it today, the odds of me seeing that trailer again are slim to none. Yeah. There's no yeah, there's not, no repetition that, yeah, actually, in the was, advertising, yeah. right. so it, it is completely actually, ineffective. Yeah. It would be like me saying, "Hey, you know what? I, I've you know companies that advertise during the Super Bowl, they spend millions of dollars and they must get it back because they keep doing it every year." Well, okay. Why don't I just just bite the bullet, take out all the loans I can, spend all my money, and do one Super Bowl ad? Wouldn't I be successful? No, 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 no. no, because there's no, but that's what you're doing here. You're paying a a ton of money to have a million people see at one time when what you want is a hundred thousand people to see it a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their, and their thing is they, they don't want to get the mega carriers because they're not, uh, well, they won't get the mega carriers. Only, yeah. Only, yeah. I told him, I said, you can't uh, Landstar because because of the liability issue or the mega carrier because they they worry about that. Um, but their their is on their door only. It's not side. It's not like the big you know, the big the Marines used to do it all the time. You used to see all the trailers with the Marine hey, recruiting hey, ads. Hey Steve, and, Steve, yeah, yeah. Who who yeah. made that decision for the Marines? The government. Uh, probably, Come yeah, on, that's a government gov- agency. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, they spent billions oh, of yeah, dollars on yeah. it, got nothing back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that that was his thing. He was, and they tracked the, you know, have only in route, you know. But it was gonna have to be the rear door where people come up behind it. But you know, he may, like I said, he may end up calling on you. But I don't know. See, that's one. Hey, you may you may be able to dissuade him before he spends too much. 
Well, that because it, it is a startup. If he wants to call me, so I can he, promise you right now there will be zero words of encouragement spoken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, he may and he may end up calling. Like I say, because uh, yeah, I told him I told him about your truck and uh, and everything. I said, you know, there would be these would be the people that would be the guys that are ambassadors of the road. I told him that. You know, you know, I said, when you go to the CMC, there's 500 of the best country that are there. I said, you don't want them on Joe truck, you know, exactly. just running with foreigners, exactly. running, running up behind somebody and in and out of traffic. I told him, that's, that's your biggest that's your biggest problem. He, right. But here's how do you control that? No matter how much. Uh, yeah. You interview people because, look, you know this would happen. You come to me as the business owner. You convince me to do this. You don't know who my drivers are, and I'm going to hire a new one tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so, true. You, that is you true. can't that's- control this. You can't control who's yeah, going to be hooked up to that trailer and pulling it around. Yeah, you may, you may, you may be able to. Uh, Dissuade him. Uh, his, uh, yeah, because his uh, think uh, name extra mile is dot com is the place. So you'll be able to look at it and see. You probably yeah. He calls you. You'll probably be able to dissuade him. He had he, he just it's started right now. They're just they're trying to get they're trying to get they have to have a large number of owner operators before they even go to advertise. So they're they're very very new start. Yeah, the, the, I, I can almost guarantee it's not going to work. And the idea of only doing the back door makes it even worse. As an advertiser, yeah. I have well, to look it, at that and go, man, the odds of anybody seeing this are really slim. Think let, about the so, speed driving where everybody passes. Well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> it's the, if this... If, if I thought this could work, I'm not just thinking about when the trailer's going down the road. Anytime it's parked, if I yeah. can get the whole two sides of the trailer, now I have a mobile billboard. Anytime the thing's parked, people yeah. can see it. If all I do is the back door, when yeah. it's parked, nobody can see it. Nobody will see it then. Yeah. They, they so, can't see it very well, well going down the road. The only person right. being able to see it going down the road is somebody passing me. How Even me driving around yeah. at 57 miles an hour. How many people really pass me in a day? Not that many when you think about yeah. it. Everybody going the other way, they're, they're, they can't do anything about this. They can't see it. it, it, yeah. it this, right. Like I said, I, I just think this is an awful idea. Yeah. Well, you might be able to save him some money. <laughs> they are a new startup. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, man, oh man. You may be, you may be, you may save him some. Because, like you yeah, say, the, uh, yeah, the 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 only the only he's, people yeah. that are going to make money off of this are the printers. Yeah, the people but printing the, the graphics put, to put the, the ads uh, in the back of the trailer—they're the only ones that are going to make any money off this. Let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. How much are they paying owner operators to do this? I think it sounds like it's in a range of hundred a month. I mean, you know, the, the, the ads themselves, uh, you know, would probably be around a thousand or so. But then, that, you know, obviously there's there, and uh, so, so so that 
how have, they got to get they've got to get a number of people before they even go to the advertising. How, have they addressed that's, the, that's they, the thing? Well, here's something else to think about. Have they addressed how long they're going to keep an ad on a trailer? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what, 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 what about this? Let's think this through. They go out and sell this. They get it started. I'm an owner operator. I say, okay, I'm going to do this hundred bucks a month. No big deal. I don't really have to do anything for it, except you do. And if it doesn't work, the advertiser, how long does the advertiser have to contract for? Because if you put something on my trailer and then that advertiser drops and then you tell me I have to go get something else, every time I have to go do this, I'm probably losing a day. Yeah, or, yeah, a good portion of it, that's for sure. And, right. uh, and, yeah, and you're so only it, paying it was, me 100 def- bucks a month, and I lost a day, and three yeah. months later, you want me to go do it again because you have a new well, advertiser? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, he was talking about maybe four or 500 a month. You know, maybe, you know, up he to can't, half no way, no way. Work. He'll never yeah. get enough money but, to be able but, to pay that much a month. Probably not. It, it would have, uh, and he did, would be targeted, he would be targeted well, think, because think about they have this. phone numbers. They, if he thinks yeah. he can get 500 a month per trailer, now as an advertiser, are you kidding me? There's no way I'm giving you $500 yeah. a month to put my message on one trailer? Yeah, and, and also he would, have to, he would have to check CSA scores of anybody he's putting it on. He could, if somebody has a bad drive, a bad uh, with FMCSA, he would have so, to keep it off of their truck. Correct. They would be the ones that are going in and out of but traffic. You, you'd it, have to. It's a lot of due diligence that would have to Steve, be done. Steve, how many owner-operators may have a reasonably good CSA score? Hell, they could have just about a perfect CSA score, but they're a total jackass out on the road. They could be, yeah. But usually the jackasses in Indiana and Ohio, they get pulled over for road yeah. <laughs> I can see them all the time. Yeah, it, all roadsides there. Yeah. I love entrepreneurs. I love ideas. I love people that take risks. I, I just can't see in my mind how this one's ever going to work. Well, like if he ends up calling you, like say you'll, you may be able to save him some money. Sometimes it's like, it's just like when people call you want to buy a truck. Sometimes when they go through your program, they decide not to do it. Say it's a company driver. Sometimes, you know, sometimes saying no is the best way. Yeah, yeah. So that might that might be might be the best thing now, for this guy because uh, now it, it hasn't it hasn't nobody's been successful doing it. I told him I said it's it, you know it has you been know, a little bit, but not much. You know what? I don't know anything about this guy, but let's say he's young and single and he's, you know, got some money behind it and he just wants to try it. Hell, knock yourself out. I mean, you're, you'll learn. Yeah. You'll learn something. You'll learn about business. Maybe you'll pull it off. I really, I doubt it. I can't see any way to make the numbers work on this thing. Um, but yeah. if this is somebody who's, you know, got a family and a mortgage and, you know, this is really risky, then I would say, oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, he appears to be about our age or your age, probably, I'd say. It's a little less than me. He's probably about 60, 55 or 60. How, I would say how, in that age. How much prior business experience? That I don't know. I mean, he's been, he's in, so I'm not, I don't know. And, you know, he's probably worked in advertising. He's this idea for years and years. He 
just trying it, probably. Yeah. Uh, now, that being said, I think he's in the very early stages. He's to get owner-operators to call him and sign up as possibility. Because he has so, to have, you have to, uh, a stable to advertisers with this many trucks that will that will use your, you know, that kind of thing. So you would have so, to, you would have to have a stable. It would have to be a longer-term startup you know you have to get, get so you have, here, to, you have to build it before they'll come right and and so far of all the people i've seen try this nobody made it past the early stages so we don't have any experience beyond startup to point to and say here's what happened here's what could go wrong here's what you can do. we have none of that experience nobody's ever made it yeah. past startup yeah with this idea yeah, the only thing, you, another one you see out there, you see the, obviously, the concert tours, they do rap airs. Okay, that's one thing. All right, then you have, you remember, I don't know if you, you may, you were probably from like 05 up to 2015. Michael Jordan had, uh, had, uh, perfumes so, and women. He wrapped a shitload of, so, <laughs> with that. Yeah. I do remember that. Why and, aren't they still doing it then? Well, that's what I mean. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if he's selling perfume anymore. Well, but well, I do remember that because you, you had him. You had his. You had his picture on the back. Maybe he's not his because his. One maybe he's not because his marketing plan sucked. Yeah, it may have, but that was one that had a lot on it. Seemed like perfume. They did. And let, but you let, hold, hold on. Other than, hold, than hold on. Had that worked, we should probably still see that around. But had it worked, somebody else would have caught on. Oh, look, that's actually working. Yeah. And they would have done it. And we'd see it everywhere. But this idea has been around at least 25 years. It was the first time somebody approached me with it. Yeah. It was about 25 years ago. It might have even been 30. And it's never yeah. taken off, ever. That doesn't mean it can't. It never has. Something could. Right, but right. all the problems... I think I think the liability from working the first time still exists. Nobody has solved any of those issues. Yeah, yeah. I think people are scared to death of what, what that when that truck comes down and the guy's texting and he hits construction truck and runs into you know ten cars and kills five people it, and you got uh, we, you got Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's picture on the back. We that, don't that, even that's not gonna look. We don't even need anything that drastic. All we need is the typical 66-mile-an-hour trucks drag racing each other for three and a half miles while somebody behind them is late to work. And then when they go by and honk their horn, the driver flips them off. That, that's all it takes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some big accident that kills a bunch of people. It's just some jackass driver that will piss somebody else off, and then my message is is staring that person in the face. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah. So if he ends up calling, then you may you may be able to dissuade him and save him some money. Yeah. I I gotta to talk it, to him. Funny to get. It's going to cost money to attain. Well, so let me let me know, give you another example of how, like Yeah, and let me give you another example of how somebody starting this could get excited that it's going to work. Most owner operators will never turn this down. This is the easiest sell in the world to the owner operator, even if you only pay them right. fifty bucks a month. 
It, 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 yeah. They're not going to yeah. think about that day they're going to lose to go down and get this graphic put on their trailer. And what if it changed? But so they'll jump all over it. I mean, I could sell this to 100,000 owner operators tomorrow. This would not be a hard sell at all. So you start doing that and you get excited because, oh, my God, look, I have all these owner operators signing up. This is awesome. Now you go to try to get the advertisers. And I'll give you the example of what I've watched happen over and over and over. All these software companies with their latest app thinking they are going to replace the brokers. How many times have we heard this in the last 20 years? And they go out and sign up a bunch of owner operators. Easy sell. Hey, guys, use our app. You'll never have to deal with those jerk idiot brokers again. You can get freight directly from the shippers. Simple sell to the owner operators. I've watched them do this over and over and over. Sell a bunch of owner operators. Now we're going to go get our shippers. And three months later, the company's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Two biggies have have not grown that much. Uber and uh, Convoy. They haven't grown that much. No, you know, uh, they really and haven't. Convoy, and, Convoy, had, to, and, Convoy, Convoy they, had to actually start their own load board. Well, now. But hold uh, on. They didn't do anything new. They were just a broker. There was nothing yeah, different, they were a broker. really. Not because yeah. C.H. Robinson has all the same technology that Convoy does. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They're, and they're, they got they're, more... More human beings they're, to talk to. They're a talk broker. Yeah, Here, here's the problem, honestly. They're a broker that knows technology, but they're really scrambling to learn the trucking industry. C.H. Robinson has been yep. in the trucking industry for 150 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, a, I've and, got an agent. I call and it by the C.H. Way, Robinson when I need a by, fill-in load. Since, yeah. since you brought this up about them starting their own load board, do you know they're being sued over that? Yeah, I heard DAT suing them uh, because the DAT people that moved over there exactly. started to load for it. A <laughs> little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of corporate espionage yeah. there. Oh, they owe, they owe, but, but suing them back for monopolistic activities since they're bigger, a bigger one, you know, one of the two biggies. Uh, that they're the monopoly, so they're, the convoy is suing them back. Well, so. that's that's <laughs> a that's a weak attempt, I, and, and I don't know if convoy broke any laws when they if they stole technology. I mean, I, I, that can get really complicated. So I don't know what will happen with that. But trying to sue Dat yeah. because they're monopolistic, I can promise you that one's not going to work. There's load boards everywhere. Yeah. No. We sure we have two yeah, big I mean, ones. And, and like I say, they we have a yeah, hundred little ones. Yeah. Well, yes, the eight, I mean, uh, JD Hunt three sixty. Exactly. They have their own load. I mean, right. that, you know, there's there's so many of them. I mean, Landstar. I've got right. right we got seventy three thousand loads on our board today. You know, I mean, so yeah, there are load boards everywhere. That yeah, I don't think that'll work. There's I no say, I, I, I there's think, no I monopoly in the load the, board. Yeah. Look, honestly, yeah, as long hoping, as you I have, think they're hoping for emails. As long as you have two big companies in an industry, you don't have a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And if we found that out. Google controls ninety percent of the uh, search, and right. they're not even considered a, uh, exactly. They should be, but they're not. No. Yeah. But no. They throttle, they throttle it, anything that doesn't go through their 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 uh, their venues. You know. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah they. But but uh, but yeah, I I, I don't think yeah. You know, like I say with with uh, DAT, 
they they're they're suing so they can get discovery and hope they find emails from people. <laughs> but when they were right. PAT saying, "Well, yeah, I'll bring my ideas. I'll bring all our ideas over there." Yeah, that that would be you know, kind of a smoking gun. Uh, you got to find a smoking gun on that kind of thing. They like to well, and, and, uh, and there's <laughs> there's a lot of other things that have to happen just because I take experience and ideas from one company and take them with me to another. That's not against the law. No, no, no. You'd have to take, you'd have to take the intellectual property that that's why so many companies get patents on everything so well, that they can sue for those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but me, I don't know if they have it on this. Yeah. Let me give you a small example of this, our, our experience. Monkey brittle. That recipe yeah. is heavily guarded. I had to sign, both Lisa and I, before we could ever see that process, we had to sign an ironclad non-disclosure. If I ever disclosed that, yeah. I could lose a lot. I mean, it was a serious, because they're yeah. serious about protecting that. So that's something right. different. I signed a document saying I will not ever, you know, re- reveal this to anybody. I, I but so, but, right. you know, experience I get while I'm, you know, working at truckstop.com. And then I take that experience and I go to dat and I say, hey, you know, we used to do this over here and it worked really well. That's not against the law. That happens all the time. No, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they could trademark right. that right. would be, you know, they could sue about. But there again, uh, you know, some of these companies have everything with, with uh, patents on them, you know, for, for no good reason. You know? Yeah. And, uh, they do it for, they do it for a reason. I mean, some of them do it just so they can sue other people. That's it. Oh, there you are know, companies, any, anything that's close. There are companies that their only business model is to own patents so they can sue people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you grabbed our, yeah, your monkey brittle is a whole lot like our, uh, whatever <laughs> right. over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, they've tried to sue them. So it was hard to do that though. But, uh, yeah, like I say, if he ends up calling, maybe you could actually save him some money. (laughs) We'll see. Like I said, I'd be happy to. Hey, I'm going to grab another call here. We're going to head off to Ohio. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Enjoy your show. What's on your mind today? Uh, Well, I've got a few different things. Uh, I'll just kind of give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, Back in, like, 20. 18 or 19, I started listening to you, and I was a uh, out-and-back cryogenic uh, truck driver, and I uh, did your 30-day challenge, you know, try this for 30 days, no grains, and, and uh, 30 days, I lost 30 pounds. Excellent. I had, uh, I had so much energy that I couldn't sit in the truck anymore, <laughs> so I started uh, looking for uh, another location and bought a van, and now I've been doing construction for a number of years. And, uh, and, and I'm doing real well. I weighed about Good. 200 now. I say about 165 or something, but, uh, nice. and my wife watched me for about a, for about a year and thought I was crazy. And then she finally kind of got on board and, uh, and she was like a big sugar holic and had, um, uh, irritable bowel and SIBO, SIBO and all that stuff. And, uh, she got on board and. And now you couldn't hold her down and give her a drink. <laughs> so her, her, uh, her digestion is uh, great, no bloating. You know, she looks great. And, Excellent. Uh, so that was, and so yeah, I've got my backstory there. And you were you were asking uh, earlier, you know, why they're doing all this stuff, and you know, obviously, 
if you look at the big picture and listen to everything, you know, it's probably just to destroy the economy for the Great Reset. And I think that the medical industry and the, and the food industry is all in cahoots to make us sick so they can both benefit by selling us food and then uh, selling us all this uh, pharmaceutical stuff. Certainly seems you know, that, like that's, that's the my plan. Take, huh? No, it certainly seems like that's the plan, and it's working. Yeah, and then, you know, a lot of people are getting on board with, uh, you know, eating carnivore and stuff, and I think that's the way they're kind of doing away with meat because they're seeing that it's maybe a uh, kind of a movement, so they're yeah. going to try to do away with that and stop all the meat stuff to keep us sick and, you know, get money. But that's kind of my take on that. And then you're always asking why they're buying, buying up so much farmland and all this, and I, I think it it's, goes back to the Great Reset. If you do, if if money does vaporize and they start some other, your money will vaporize. But if you own a bunch of land, that's not going to vaporize. So there's a good investment for your money. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the Bill Gates, you know. It could be, you know. That's, you I know think that's his, his, his when you look at everything, and if we just take, you know, we could go down the drug path, the food path, but if we go down the real estate path, a lot of things have changed in real estate in the last couple of years. We had BlackRock and other uh, hedge funds buying individual residences. That was bizarre. Buying up lots and lots of rental properties, outbidding people with crazy numbers. That's what drove the inflation in real estate were these big uh, um, institutional investors putting money into individual homes and rental properties. That's never happened before. And that's kind of scary. And I can tell you, I yeah. live in a really small town. Um, prices here used to be pretty reasonable. And that has all changed. Not only are home prices insane, well, they're coming down now, we're, we're about to see the crash, but not only did home prices get insane here, rental properties were non-existent and the prices went through the roof. Uh, you would not believe how many people around here um, are just looking for a place to rent and can't find one. Sometimes they can't afford what's available, but many times there's just nothing available. We have people living in campgrounds. Yep. yep. Well, that, that would explain the, my theory there. You know, there's you know, the Black Rock and all of them are just looking for somewhere to secure their assets. Yep. And then and we have Bill Gates well, buying got, up farmland. So we have institutional yep. investors buying up residential real estate. We have one of the richest guys in the world buying up farmland and we have the Chinese buying up farmland. And that's a double whammy because they now own our dirt and they tend to be buying it around military installations, which you have to believe that they, there's a reason they're doing that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I got my main question, but I got a couple of things to throw out that, you, uh, I heard you talk about and you asked about one of them was the helmet law. Now, a bunch of years ago, back in the 80s, I got a speeding or a seatbelt ticket. And uh, they explained the helmet law and the seatbelt law. And what they said was the reason they want you to wear a seatbelt is because it would, uh, you know, that would save you from uh, paying disability out. The helmet law, if you have a helmet on and get the rest of your body disabled but your head's alive, then they have to pay you disability. But if you hit your head and, and bust your head open and you're dead, they don't have to pay you disability. So the whole thing is revolved about 
around pain and disability, social security disability is what is kind of what they conveyed during that uh, seatbelt <laughs> lesson thing. I, I took the, you could go to school without paying oh, the man. fine, you could take this class. So, but that's what they said. Yes, yeah, so, and if that's true, so and I don't go, doubt that it, if that's true, we, we all that tells us is laws are written about money, not about safety, ever. That's right. It's, it's everything that's they right. write, and everything they thing, do, all the, it's all about money. Yeah, another thing you're always asking, you know, what the people, you know, I know some of it is the baby boomers and why there's no one working, but you got to think about all the people when Obama was in there, he made it so easy to get on disability. You could basically get on disability for anything. You just go in and tell them you're an alcoholic, you're on disability. So I think a lot of people are on disability, and that's why the workforce is gone, too. So, you know, a lot of people, since you bring up disability, I just had this thought. A lot of people, you know, especially Republicans, conservatives, really thought, you know, Clinton was a horrible president. Honestly, I think he was probably one of the better Democratic presidents we had. I really do. He, he was. was. He, he balanced the budget? He did. He was. He, he had a good Fed chairman. He worked with them. They kept a balanced budget. He was very, for a Democrat, he was very fiscally responsible. Um, he was. I had a point to that, too, and I just totally lost it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I had something. I, um, I had too much going on. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute, probably. But, uh, All right. Well, the little thing I had, you were talking about that cruise ship show. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to watch that about with, that, uh, with those uh, uh, fuel injectors, but I wasn't sure what show you were watching. Um. Ooh, I'm not you said sure. you were binge watching. I know. I'm not. Show. I'm not sure of the name of it either. I might have to go back and look. You know, there's so many damn shows on cable anymore. I just walked in one day oh, and, yeah. and Lisa was watching it, and I sat down and we started watching it. We just kept watching it, and there was episode after episode after episode. But honestly, yeah. I can't. E- extreme cruise ships, maybe. I don't know why that's coming. Yeah, on. I think I watched that. I'm- yeah, maybe I, there's a couple on there. I looked at a bunch of, and I, like I said, I got a main point. But another little thing I ran across is pretty interesting. I don't know how much you know you think about the Bible and stuff, but in like First Timothy four, it says that you know it goes on to say you know there's uh, in the last days you know there'll be hypocrisy of man that lies with their uh, conscience being branded basically you know no conscious lighting to to you, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat. Meat, which God created to receive the Thanksgiving by them that believe and know the truth. So in First Timothy four, it tells you that we're going to be forced to abstain from meat. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That is, yeah, pretty bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So my main question is: um, a while back, you uh, you were talking about that that uh, documentary, Boobs: The War on Women's Breasts. Well, we watched it. And my my wife has implants. And we watched it, and it basically says, you know, every uh, mammogram you get is like 100 chest X-rays, one off, you know, from one on the most sensitive part of a woman's body. And if you get the 3D one, that's 300 times more than a chest X-ray. Uh, and then, uh, so my wife said, she, you know, she quit doing mammograms, so she went and got a thermogram, which is kind of like infrared camera. And so she had that done, and she's going to get an explant. And get those get those out because you know Good. the doctor was saying that your immune system yep. uh, attacks the breast and it makes your immune system weak because it's spending all its time trying to attack your breast and get rid of them. It gets little white bubbles in there, some kind of 
some kind of bad stuff that gets in there. Anyway, she talked to this functional medicine doctor, and they said that she should, and she did get uh, the first two vaccines, which I haven't got any of them, but she did get the first two. She's not getting any more of them. But they say that she should be checked and like go through some kind of detox before she goes into surgery because there's a lot of uh, bad things happening to people that, that go into I, surgery I, after the vaccine. I'm really glad you've got a functional medicine doctor working with you on this. He's absolutely correct. Yeah. So what what is your take on the, the detox thing or whatever? Or what's he talking about? Or well, you know what you do to stop it. I, you know, the term detox, very, very general, could, doesn't really mean much of anything. Um, so I don't, I, I don't even know if they use that word or not. Yeah, there are, there are several protocols and practices out there to try to kind of repair the damage that can be done by the jab. Um, but there's several different. I mean, it's kind of all over the board. It's just like any protocol. You know, when we sit down and create a protocol for weak stomach acid, we create our protocol. The The next practitioner may do something slightly different. You know, with the same logic, there's just always different ways to go about things. So I don't know unless I were able to kind of look at what this doctor's recommending, but the the big picture is correct. Before you go in for surgery, it's really good to work with them and get your immune system and your metabolic system as healthy as possible. And if it is a functional medicine doctor who has studied the jab and all the side effects and has a a protocol to help alleviate them some, then I would give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. She was talking about making an appointment with him and I said, well, you know, we can, but, uh, you know, I know you guys do the telemark, you know, the telecalls and stuff. And I said, you know, I know these functional medicine doctors in, that you visit. In this case, maybe very in, expensive. In, in this case, I would rather it be a doctor. Right. Oh, yeah, it is. I think he is actually exactly. a doctor. So. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, right. I, I, we, we have limits. I can help a lot of people with a lot of things, but there are times where I'd really rather see a doctor involved. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I didn't know what you take on it because I, I know that sometimes they may charge somewhere, you know, twelve eighteen hundred dollars for an office visit or something. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to spend that much. I, I've seen as much as five thousand dollars for the initial workup. Man, yeah. it, it can get expensive. Yeah. It really can. Um, you got to think though. Um, take somebody like Doctor Wolfson. You know, as a as a really good cardiologist, which he was, I mean, come on, the guy can make a million dollars a year, really. Uh, it, you know, right. that that they they invested an incredible amount of money in their education and time, and they've been through a lot, and that's why doctors get paid so much. Um, Doctor yes. Wilson doesn't make anywhere near that now, um, but but it's still it. And here's the other problem. We don't realize how expensive all this medical stuff is because insurance pays for it all the time. And that's a problem because we use the medical system irresponsibly because we don't have to pay for it. I I promise you the people that and I've had lots of people go consult with Dr. Wolfson at three to five thousand dollars. When they call me back, they're serious about doing what the doctor said because they invested a lot of money in this. Right. Right. It's true. All right, Kevin. Well, I'm gonna let you go. And I'm gonna, I, I, uh, like I said, I started listening to you about 2018. I haven't missed a show. 
and uh, I did ditch uh, serious after they ditched you. <laughs> and <laughs> and Thank uh, you. I'll keep listening, and uh, I really appreciate all you do, and I and I try to help people with the information I get from you, but Good. it's pretty Good. rare anybody listens. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know, you plant that idea, yeah. and then you planted the idea, and maybe they kind of ignored it, but maybe tomorrow they see a headline somewhere that kind of says what you said, or they run into yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know when you've planned it. Look, you, you, you encouraged your wife to change, and we, we say all the time, that's one of the hardest things we, we face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, at least they know. You that's right. They can make a choice. Yep. <laughs> all go. right, thank you, Kevin. Great stuff. Thanks, Jeff. Uh-huh. We're going to wrap this up. And, uh, oh, hey, Angie, when are we starting uh, Rolling Toe today? Have we heard? Kind of. Hang out for a minute or two here. If you want to jump in, I'll wait a minute or two for calls, not many. Um, And I'll wait for Angie to figure out when we're going to do. Okay, let's see. 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's 10, right? What can I think? Yeah, that's 10 on the West Coast. So uh, about 45 minutes. We will uh, kick off rolling toe. Uh, So... We we don't have any more calls. I'm going to wrap this up for today. Great calls, by the way. Really good conversation. I enjoyed today's show. Uh, And 45 minutes, you can check back here, and Rolling Toe will be going live. That's 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock on the West Coast. Mike and Kevin Beckett will be here answering all of your calls around tires, alignments, wheel bearings, handling, all that stuff, tire wear, pressures, so do me a favor call them early it's always nice to get those calls in early we uh you know all of our hosts can talk we can do shows we can cover a lot of material but the point of this show is really to answer your questions i do an open mostly just to kill some time till the questions come in now i enjoy that i like doing the research and um putting it all together but really what i enjoy is answering people's questions and helping them. So keep the calls coming. We will uh, see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.